So I've been doing this long enough to know what I'm supposed to do next. Unfortunately for you, I simply come up here with, I don't have a scripture to read to you for a text, but I simply have a question that goes along right with what Ricky's saying. And that is, are you willing to give the Lord a chance? You know, we come to church here every week or visiting here this morning. If you're visiting with us, we appreciate it so much. Thank you for being here. But every week we come here and there's needs, there's difficulties, there's, there's concerns, there's, there's, there's people in different walks of life, different places. And, and all I want to tell you this morning is sometimes we come here and we think that we've got to figure it out or we think that, that, that we've we got to somehow do something or, or do the right penance or say the right things or, or the service has to go a certain way. And, and all I want to ask you today is, are you willing to give the Lord a chance? You see, King Uzziah died. He was... He was Azariah, he was a, a great king in the nation of Judah. He had a, he had a, counter, a counterpart over there in Israel. And, and they, they ushered in the golden age of Israel and Judah. Both countries were prosperous. Everything was good. Oh, things were going great. Uzziah was king in Judah. And, and it, was just, it was just wonderful. But in Isaiah chapter 6, I read Isaiah say these words that you've all heard. Isaiah said this in chapter 6, In the year when King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord. And if you go on to read that passage, you find out that Isaiah received his call to be a prophet to the nation of Israel but he received it in the year that King Uzziah died. And this morning, I'm just a little concerned that maybe we're waiting for some event to happen. We're waiting for something to, to happen in the right sequence. We're waiting for some big boom to happen. We're waiting for some big moment whenever, whenever the Lord shows up in our lives. And, or we're waiting for some, something that we feel like that we need to be waiting for and experiencing. And whenever we have that, then we know that God hears and answers prayer. And I want to tell you this, God hears and answers prayer whether you feel anything or not. All he wants to know is, will you give me a chance? You're waiting for the right season. You're waiting for the right church. You're waiting for the right sermon. You're waiting for the right something to give your heart totally and completely to the Lord. And all I want to tell you is that the Lord is in this house today as he's already said and already spoken to give out any gift that you need, something that's been prepared for you. And all he wants to know is will you give me a chance? On the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, they were all gathered together in one mind and one accord. Jesus had told them uh, 40 days earlier, he, he had, or 10 days earlier, he had told them, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. The Bible says, or rather Paul says later on in another book, he says that there were 500 people that were on that mountaintop seeing Jesus ascend and hearing his promise. 500 that were there. And he told them, he said, tarry in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. They didn't know what that meant. 
They didn't understand what he was talking about. All they knew is he said, Terry in Jerusalem, and something's going to happen. And so 10 days later, we look inside the upper room, and we see though God told 500 to go, only 120 still remain of which Jesus' mother Mary is one of them. And all the disciples are there. They're tarrying in Jerusalem for 10 days until something happens. And on the 10th day, on the Feast of Pentecost, the Bible says that there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and, 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 and the, 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 the sound from, like a trumpet and the, the Holy Spirit descended and cloven tongues as a fire and they each spoke in another language, an unknown tongue. And I want to tell you that 120, they were willing to wait until something happened, but there were 380 who decided that it wasn't their time. They weren't willing to give God a chance to, to allow the Holy Spirit to be manifested in their life. I don't know if you noticed that I'm having a little trouble with that. I'll tell you why I'm having trouble. Because some of you in this room this morning, it's your day to be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And the, and the Lord knows and he has called you. And whenever you begin to come forward and receive that power that comes only from God through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I know the Holy Spirit comes in your heart when you're saved. I understand that. The, 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 the high priest, whenever he was anointed, he was anointed with blood and he was anointed with oil. I understand that blood is the salvation and I understand that the oil is the seal. I got that. But it's not the baptism because the next thing that they did over the priest is they took a pint of oil, they poured it in the priest's hand, and then they poured it on top of his head, and it ran from the top of his head to the, to the hems of his garment. That was the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the Lord has called some of you today to come down here and be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues because God knows that it's the power that you need to overcome all the works of the devil. God knows it's the power that you need to make a witness of what you want to be a witness to. God knows that it'll change your life and touch your soul but there's an enemy of your soul that's pushing back at you through me that's saying don't do that today don't give God that chance you're doing fine why would you want to be filled with that it's spooky it's weird you don't want to do that keep stay away from it and I'm saying this why don't you give God a chance my God why don't you give him a chance to fill you with the spirit it's the power of God it's not salvation. You're saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. I understand that. I don't, I don't need the Holy Spirit in, in his anointing and his baptism to be saved. Back 30 years ago, maybe longer, but along that time, the church we were attending bought a diesel van, 15-passenger diesel van. And when you got in it, you had to pull a switch and wait for the glow plugs to go off. And when the glow plugs, they, this little light came on, and when the glow plugs were good and hot, then it went off. Then you could start the engine. And then when it started, it clattered. It blew smoke out the back. When you wanted to go somewhere, you pushed down the gas, and it went cluck, 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 You could pull stumps with it, but you couldn't go. It wouldn't take off. That's as good as it would do. I don't care how hard you push the gas. It's going to cluck, 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 until it gets going. Now, once it got going, baby, it's, it's, it's great. 
But all that warming up and, and, and filters and, and all that stuff, I mean, that's the way it was. But here about two years ago, I borrowed a one-ton truck, diesel truck, and it had a thing in it called a turbocharger. I didn't have to wait on glow plugs. I just stuck my key in there and started it. And whenever that thing started, I didn't have to wait for it to warm up. As soon as I pushed on the gas, it went warm. And it took off. No clattering, no spitting, no sputtering, no blowing a bunch of smoke in the air. It just went. And the difference between the original and the new was a turbocharger. And you may be saved this morning and you may have Jesus living in your heart and all of that's great. Praise God for it. You're going to heaven and that's wonderful. But I'm telling you, God gave you a turbocharger if you'd like to install it. Woo. God gave you a turbocharger if you'd like to install it. Oh, it, your prayer life does fine without the Holy Spirit. You can step on the gas and it, it'll clutter along there and it'll finally get there. But I'm telling you, when you got that turbocharger going, you go into your prayer closet and some days they'll be singing, they'll be shouting, they'll be dancing and there ain't no music other than the power of the Holy Spirit that you feel swelling up in your bones other than the glory of the Lord that's given you the assurance that whatsoever I ask in prayer believing, it shall be done. And all I'm asking you this morning is why don't you want to give God a chance? Why don't you want to give him a chance to fill you with the Holy Spirit? To live an overcoming life. To be that power and that joy and that strength that even when the enemy comes in like a flood, you can lift up a standard against him and say, is that the best you got? Is that the best you got? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me, thou shalt condemn. Why? For this is the heritage of the saints, my God. Where does that come from? It comes from that spirit. It comes from that spirit that burns in my soul. It comes from that spirit that wells up within me. It comes from that fire. Jeremiah said there was a fire shut up in his bones. And what happens when that fire was shut up in his bones? He could not forbear. What makes you pray for somebody in the dollar store? It's the power of the Holy Spirit that cannot forbear. What makes you do things that seem illogical to other people? It's the power of God working within your soul that will not forbear. Hallelujah. And all I'm asking you this morning is, why would you not want that gift? Why would you say, oh, Lord, I don't, I don't know. That kind of expensive. I don't think I need that. Why don't you just keep that? Why wouldn't you want to give a the Lord a chance to heal your, heal your marriage, heal your life, heal, heal your body, heal your soul? Why would you want to just keep struggling with the things you've always struggled with? Why would you just want to... The, the Bible says that the way we grow in God is we move away from the, the basics of salvation. Am, am I telling you something you never heard? God told me one time the way you quit falling out of bed is get away from the edge. The way you quit falling into old habits is move away from old habits. Quit going, by the, quit going by the corner where you used to buy dope and say, well, that's where I used to buy dope. Guess what? You'll be back buying dope. My Lord. 
Quit going to internet sites and say, well, that's where I used to look at porn. Guess what? You'll be back looking at porn. <laughs> Y'all having fun yet? Quit, quit, quit putting yourself in situations where you're going to get angry and upset and say bad words. Quit putting yourself there and say, well, the, my daddy had it and I got it. Well, you're, you're a different creature than your daddy. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. I got a different daddy. Because I got a different daddy, I can live a better life. Because I got a different daddy, I don't have to do everything my family did. I don't care if I am Irish, which I'm not, but I don't care if you are. All I'm telling you this morning is why don't you want to give God a chance? Children of Israel was on their way to battle. They were going up against an army that was bigger than them. Jehoshaphat had heard that the children of Moab and Ammon and Mount Seir were coming at them, and that's quite a horde that was coming at him and Joab was, he didn't know what to do and the prophet came in and, and gave him a word from the Lord and, and then Joab, Joab, Jehoshaphat said, well, I tell you what we're going to do. I'm not going to send out the, 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 the army first. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm not going to try to develop some kind of great strategy because the Lord has given me a promise. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the priests and the prophets and the singers and I'm going to put them in front. And instead of the army going down there and trying to set up some big strategy, I'm going to let the Spirit of God go forth first because he's the one that gave the promise. And I'm going to give him a chance to do what he wants to do before I come in and do what I want to do. And that's where some of you are this morning. The Holy Spirit has given you a direction. He's given you a will. He's given you a way. He's spoken to your heart of something he wants you to do. And you're sitting on it this morning. Say, well, you know. And all I'm telling you is just give God a chance. Send up your praise and your worship first. Begin to affirm the things that God has said. Rehearse the promises in your ears. Rehearse the promises of God in your ears and let the singers and the praises. Why do we open up with praise and worship? Why don't we just open up with me hollering and screaming? We open up with praise and worship to get the, get the soul ready, to get you here, to wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Because there's no need me throwing seed on the ground if your soul's not broken up. You've got to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. And if you hear what he's saying, then you'll know that you can believe what he said and you can be like Jehoshaphat and send out the singers first. Sing out the praisers first. Sing out the glory of the Lord first. Because whenever the glory of the Lord hit the camp of the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Mount Seers, then immediately the Moabites turned against the Ammonites and the Ammonites turned against the Mount Seers and everybody turned against everybody. And the next thing you know, when Israel showed up, all they had to do was pick up the loot. What am I telling you? I'm telling you that sometimes if you give God a chance to take care of your situation, you don't have to go out there and take care of it. Amen. If you give, let me say that again. If you give God a chance to take care of your situation, if you'll go to him in prayer and praise and worship him and proclaim the things that he has spoken and say them over and over and over again, not because he needs to be reminded, but you need to be reminded. You need to let it... 
Faith comes by hearing. And that word hearing doesn't mean hearing. It means hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing because sometimes we got to be convinced ourselves of what God has said. Sometimes we got to be reminded of what God has said. Sometimes we got to we got to remember that not everything happens because I make it happen, but sometimes things happen because I turn it over into the hands of the Lord and he makes it happen. He puts situations together. He puts the promise together. He makes the path straight. He clears the way. He takes care of all that so that whenever I get there to a difficult situation, then all I have to do is clean up the spoil. It's take up the good things that God has promised. And all I want to ask you this morning is, why don't you want to give God a chance? Every situation, there is, there, is, there is nothing that comes to you. There is not one thing that comes to you that didn't first pass through the hands of a heavenly father who tempered it and tried it and tested it before it came to you. God takes every situation, every trial, every trouble, every hardship, every disease, everything that comes to you goes through the hands of a loving Heavenly Father first who tempers it and, 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 and times it to where you will be successful if you keep your confidence in Him. If you decide not to keep your confidence in Him, if you decide to not give God a chance, if you decide that I'm going to take care of this because I know what to do, then you're moved out of the will of God and you've moved into the will of the flesh and now you're in for all the trouble that comes along with it. And most of the time when I do that, I find myself crying back to God saying, Oh God, I don't know why this happened. When I do know why it happened. I just don't want to admit that I was that hard-headed. I don't want to admit that I had that much pride. I don't want to admit that I, that I was, thought I was smarter than God. Because if I would have done it his way and not tried to do it my way, then I might have found out that instead of me going out there having to fight that battle, I could have went out there and just cleaned up the spoil. There's a pastor, there's, there's a pastor that, that's currently preaching uh, matter of fact, I'll just tell you, he's in Comanil, Brother Kirby Cowart. And Brother Kirby, how old is Brother Kirby? He's probably in his 70s, huh, at least. Probably at least 70s. And Brother Kirby uh, went up there to that church, a little, little church up there in Comanil. Am I saying that right? I know I was, just joking. Anyway, he went up to that church, and he started trying to help that church to grow. And he was, he was doing everything that, you know, he knew to do. He was out there going, beating on doors. He was out there, you know, trying to, trying to have events. He was out there trying to evangelize. He was working and working and working at that church. And he got sick. And he actually got bedridden. And at one time, they thought he was going to die. But the Lord raised him up off that bed. And when the Lord raised him up, and he got to where he could walk, because he couldn't walk for months, when he got to where he could walk, he said, Lord, I don't know what else to do. I've done everything that I know to do with this church to try to help it to grow. It's just sitting here languishing, almost killed me trying to get it going. 
So what do I need to do? Help me understand. And the Lord said, give me the first three hours of every day. Give me the first three hours of every day. Well, everybody knows that's not going to work. Because you got to get out there, you got to be out there, you got to get outside the walls, you got to you got to evangelize, you got to talk to people, you got to you got to you got to you got to do all this stuff in order to interest them enough to try to get them to visit, and then once they visit, then you try to keep them here long enough for the Holy Spirit to, to minister to them, so that maybe they can assimilate themselves, get saved, get filled, all that stuff. But you got to get out there and beat the bushes. But the Lord told Brother Coward, three hours. You give me the first three hours of every day. So Brother Kirby started going up to the church at 5 o'clock in the morning. And he started giving the Lord the first three hours of every day. Every day he's up at the church giving the Lord the first three hours. And he said after he'd been doing that for about six months, that time period may be wrong, after he'd been doing that for a while, I don't remember exactly what he said, after he'd been doing that for a while, he said one day he was at a prayer breakfast that they have up in uh, north of Comanil. I can't think of the name of it. Zavala? I think it's Zavala. They have a prayer breakfast every, every once a month, and they have about 50 or 60, up to 100 guys that meet at this prayer breakfast. And he said after praying for about six months, giving the Lord the first three hours of every morning, he said he went to that prayer breakfast one morning, and at the end of the breakfast, the guy that's over the jail in Tyler, Tyler is that, that's Tyler County, isn't it? Tyler County? The guy that's over the jail in Tyler County came up to him and said, Well, Brother Cowart, would you like to start coming back and preaching in the jails? He said, I sure would. He said he hadn't been able to go since COVID. So from 19, 2020 to 2023, he waited. But they said, you would, like, would you like to go to the jails? He sends me texts every time he goes to the jail, telling about how many got saved, how many he, they let him baptize them in water. They got baptized in water. He's changing lives in the jails up there in Tyler County. When did, how, did, how did he get back into the jails, I ask you? How did he get back in there? By spending three hours a day in prayer and doing what the Lord had told him to do instead of going up there and trying to force his way in. There's ministries that's coming out of that church now. Fifteen different ministries. They distributed, I hate, I hate to guess because I'm not sure, a bunch a bunch of turkeys that have been donated. They're, they're constantly having people bring stuff to them. And say, well, on your way out, would you distribute this? Would you, why don't you give this? Why don't, his, his youth group has gone from nothing to 14 kids. How many? 17 kids. Guess who the youth pastor is? That 70-year-old pastor is the youth pastor. Brother Kirby has a youth group of 17 kids where he had none before. How did he suddenly get that many kids? Oh, he had a great, he had a, he had a great program put together. They went up to the school and they, they put together all this program and they invited kids to come and they come and he kept them. No, wrong. He did it by spending three hours a morning in prayer and giving God a chance. And all I'm telling you this morning is that if you'll simply give God a chance, you may find that God can do in a short period of time what you can't figure out in years. If you'll give God a chance to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, you may find that God gives you power to overcome worry and care and problems and situations and habits and addictions in a moment that you couldn't overcome in the next 20 years. If you give God a chance to save your soul, you may find out that God can change your life in a moment and give you peace and joy 
when every psychiatrist in Southeast Texas couldn't touch your problem. But will you give God a chance? That's the question. Will we give God a chance? Will we give him a chance? Or will we continue to fight our own battles in the way we've always fought them, hoping that somehow, some way, something's going to change? And I want to tell you, in closing, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not carnal. But they're powerful to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and giving you the ability to bring every thought under the obedience of Jesus Christ. You see, every problem you got begins in your head. Every problem you got starts in your head. Naaman, I said I was closing. Naaman got leprosy. He was a great soldier. He was a great commander, highly decorated. He was, he was, so, he was such a great warrior that the king himself, he had access to the king himself, and he had leprosy, and he talked to the king, and the, and the king found out about a little servant girl that said that if Naaman would go to Israel, he could be cured of his leprosy. So the king wrote a letter to the king of Israel and said, here's my general, I'm sending him to you, cure him of his leprosy. And the king in Israel said, he's picked a war against me. He knows I can't, I can't do that. And a little old prophet named Elisha that was over there in his, in, his, in his house heard about it and he sent a note to the king of Israel and he said, tell Naaman to come see me and he'll see that there's a prophet in Israel. Naaman showed up over there in all his pomp and circumstance. He had gold, he had silver, he even had 10 Hart Schaffner and Mark suits that he wanted to give away. I didn't go over as funny. It sounded funny up here. It just didn't come out funny. <laughs> so he shows up, and Elisha doesn't even bother to get out of his recliner. He just tells the servant, go out there and tell him to dip himself seven times in the Jordan River and his skin will be cleansed. So the servant goes out there and says, how are you doing, Naaman? The prophet says, go dip yourself seven times in the, in the, in the, in the natures, not natures, <laughs> Jordan River, about the same, dirty, muddy river, <laughs> about the same, and you'll be cleansed. And Naaman said this, I thought... I thought, I thought the prophet would come out and wave his hands over me and call on the name of his God and I would be cured from my leprosy. And a lot of times that's the problem. God says, this is what I want you to do. And you said, I thought it would be different than that. I thought it would happen different than that. I thought it would come to pass like this. We had a family going here one time. And that family had a lot of situations. One day the dad came down here. None of his kids were coming to church, but the dad came down here and he said, God's given me a promise. And the promise is that my family's going to be right here and going to sit on this row with me. And his son ended up, one of his boys ended up getting a divorce and it, it, just, it, just, it just was kind of a mess in his family. Just a mess. It really was. It was a mess. But one Sunday morning, 
He came in, him and his wife, and sat down. And as church began, one by one, those boys started coming in. And one of them was still married, and he brought his wife, brought his kids, brought his stepkids, brought everybody. And the promise that God had given him came to pass. He was there. His wife was there. His boys were there. Their families was there. Even a, even a daughter that had been estranged from him for a long time was put back together, and a whole family was sitting on the row. Amen. Amen. God answered prayer. He gave it to him just like he said. But the man said, I thought he would keep them together. I thought it would be this way. I thought it wouldn't be like this. And missed out on a promise that God had given him. Missed out on a chance to worship God. Missed out on a victory. Because he said, I thought God would work it differently. And all I want to ask you today is instead of saying, I'm thought why don't you just give God a chance? Stand with me this morning if you would. I am done. Miss Veronica, could you come up here this morning, please, and play a little music for us? Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you, Father. <laughs> I thank you this morning, Lord God. Father, that we've given you a chance, oh God. Here comes the chance. Here comes the chance. Lord God, you didn't put it in big neon signs. You didn't even nail it down with a text scripture, Lord God. Brought it about in a kind of an unorthodox method, Lord God. There's not three, three points to it. There's not a poem, not a closing prayer. But Lord God, there's an opportunity to meet the Savior. God, I thank you, O oh God, that we're ministering under your direction, Lord God. And this morning, Father God, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you would help us to give you a chance in every situation. Lord, if there's any in here this morning, Lord God, who needs a Savior, I pray today, O oh God, that they would give you a chance, O oh God, by confessing their sins and allowing you to change their life, O oh God. I pray today, Lord God, if there's any in need of the Holy Spirit this morning, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I pray, Almighty God, that they would put aside all their fears and concerns, O oh God, and they would give you a chance, O oh God. Father, if there's any that's been praying to God's specific prayers, supplications, O oh God, for something to come to pass, O oh God, and you've laid something on their heart, or you've told them simply to trust you, Lord God, I pray today, Father, that you would give us a chance, O oh God, to do just exactly that, Father. I pray today, Lord God, if there's somebody in this congregation, Lord God, who's been looking for some great event who's had their eyes on something they just knew was going to work, and now that thing has died, O oh God. I pray now, Almighty God, that they would give you a chance, O oh God, to use them, Father God, in whatever direction you ordained. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that this event today, Father, will be one that we remember for the rest of our lives as the day that God changed it all because I gave God a chance. I ask these things in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. I, I want to end this service this morning by saying this. If you need to let God have a chance at something, whether it's salvation, baptism, 
some situation that's in your life, if you need to let God have a chance and you're willing to say this morning, I'm coming down this morning because I want to give God a chance. I want to lay my own will, my own desires, my own everything aside. And I want to give God a chance to change my life, to change my situation, to change my direction, to change my attitude. I want to give God a chance. If, you, if that's you this morning, then I want you to leave your seat and come and stand across this front. And we're going we're gonna to pray with you this morning. And we're going to see God touch and move and see God change your situation because you gave him a chance. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that would like to come? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God a chance. Give God a chance. <laughs> Give him a chance. from experience I once was young and now I'm young at heart but I've seen God take me through situations and because we gave him a chance I've seen him work those situations out God will God can and God will and God wants to amen those of you this morning that are in your seat if there's someone down here you'd like to come pray with, I want you to leave your seat and come down. Hallelujah. I want you to leave your seat and come find you somebody. Just lay your hand on their shoulder. It's like we did earlier this morning, girls with girls and guys with guys, unless you're married with them. And lay their hand on their shoulder and just let the Lord use you this morning to pray with them. Whatever the need might be, just let the Lord use you this morning to pray with them. Hallelujah. If you remain in your seat, then lift your hands this way and begin and, and intercede with us. If you have to go, then God bless you. We'll be back tonight at 6 o'clock. We'd invite you to come back. But let's just spend a moment here and let the Lord work in the way he works. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. I want to encourage you today to live in the victory that you gained this morning. I want to encourage you today to live in the victory that you gained this morning. When you go home, it may not feel different. It may not look different. It may not smell different. It may not act different. But I promise you in the spirit realm, it's different. Give God a chance. Be patient. Be consistent. But call those things that are not as though they were. And whenever your situation says it's nothing's changing, just begin to call those things that are not as though they were. In the name of Jesus, I will have what you said I could have. I will be what you said I could be. I will see what you said I could have. Hallelujah. And give God a chance. And I promise you there's no man that will stand before God on the day of judgment that has given God a chance and kept the faith that will say, you didn't come through for me. Because I promise you, <laughs> he is a God that hears and answers prayer, and he will come through for you too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thank you, Almighty God, for your love and your mercy today. Father, thank you for the things that you've done in this auditorium. Lord God, thank you, my God, that you've worked great works, Lord God, and we receive those things today, God, and we give you a chance, oh God, to change every situation. Father God, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your direction. And God, we just pray today, Lord God, that you would affirm, Lord God, back into our hearts, Almighty God, that you are God, hallelujah, and that your word does not return into you void, O God, but everything that you have said will certainly come to pass, O Father God, because it can't do anything else. And God, I give you praise for it this morning, Lord God. Rest our bodies this afternoon, Father Bring us back tonight at the appointed hour, Lord. Touch our children, Lord God, and anoint them, Father, and let them put on a play tonight, God, that's not only well done, Lord God, but done under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we give you praise for tonight in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a good afternoon. We'll see you back tonight at 6.